Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, June 30th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lit. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Gediman. And I'm Tara Bolger. We come to you three times a week and trying to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we'll be discussing a psalm, but before we get to that, let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, you speak with every moment of creation. You speak in the beauty of the created world. You speak in a still, small voice, in the voice of a, of a beloved friend, even in someone who challenges us, you speak. The trick is to make sure that our ears are open and our eyes are seeing. And so we ask, Lord God, for your spirit to be with us, that we may hear and that we may see and that we may be transformed into better disciples. We ask this in the name of the one who has shown us the way, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Our psalm today is Psalm 138. Listen for a word from God. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing the way, sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he perceives from far away. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brett, this passage talks about God speaking. And so if we believe that God still speaks, which I certainly do, that begs the question, then how do we listen? Are there different ways that God speak? And so different ways we should be listening? What do you think about this? Well, I think one of the most important things to hearing God speak uh, is important for hearing other people speak. And that's that I need to stop talking. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. I know it's hard. It's, it's hard. Why must you ask the impossible? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know, I, I can only speak really from my, I can speak from scripture as well, but speaking from scripture and testimonies and, and from my experience that it's often when I take the time to be in a vulnerable state of listening, which honestly still is one of the most terrifying places for me to be, uh, um, to, to uh, try to shut out the music and the noise and my own voice, uh, even my own voice in my head uh, and come before God 
and to tell God I'm listening. I think that's one of the best ways I have heard God speak, but I don't do it often because I'm afraid of what God might say. <laughs> You're moving to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be a missionary and you will sleep in a tent the rest of your life. No, more like you're going to be a pastor and you're going to move to Alabama. <laughs> and it's the best thing that ever happened to you. Don't even, try. Don't to even you. try to convince me otherwise. <laughs> no, I think you're exactly right. And I definitely believe that listening has to be intentional. Mm-hmm. But there is a time where I say, I'm giving up my time. I'm going to give up my self-centeredness that always thinks about me. Um, and I'm going to try and listen. Um, I also think that there should always be an element of listening to God that includes some sort of trusted conversation partner. Um, and even for me who talks all the time and we'll talk about anything to be really vulnerable and raw and say, like the first time I told someone that I thought God was calling me to ministry, I thought I was going to die. Right. Cause it was so real and important And so I think the older I get discerning who those people are for me, Mm. that I can say those things too, is pretty huge. Um, I also think that we all have our own um, ways of doing things. So I'll talk about anything, but it will always be a challenge for me to quiet down. I wonder if people who are more introverted should push themselves a little more to have a trusted conversation partner? I don't know the answer to that. I just wonder, I think there always has to be an element that makes us uncomfortable because that's where we grow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was thinking of, um, Ann Dillon, our, our youth director and I were, were talking about uh, the book of James recently. And one of the questions she asked is, you know, can we go to God uh, the wrong way in prayer? Can we go with selfish motives? Can we, you know, things yeah. like that? And I said, I don't think so because everything we do may be selfish in some way. And I think even coming to God with selfish motives, if you have, if you can come to God and you can bring all your junk and your frustrations and and whatever to God uh, in the most, you know, maybe petulant, angry, whatever way, that if you have a time in your prayer to listen to God after you've brought all those things, uh, then you'll probably realize that that's what you're bringing to the prayer. (laughs) And, you know, I was reminded like Martin Luther said that all sin is really about Mm self-centeredness. And so I think a good Calvinist would argue that there is not a single prayer that isn't without some sort of selfish motive because we're all infused with sin and sin is selfishness in some way, a worry about ourselves, a concern about ourselves. And so I think the beauty of prayer for me is that the Lord God can take Tara's mess um, where I pray for God's will to be done. But what I really mean is that I look good in it. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> God, let your will be done, but I don't want to suffer any pain, right? <laughs> like I don't say that out loud, but the Lord knows. And even out of that, God can bring goodness and God's purposes for the world. I'm um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just, I, I think that's one of the things that really makes me a reformed theologian, if you will, yeah. is the idea that I really believe at our heart, we're all pretty dang self-centered. Mm-hmm. If we get out of it, which I don't know that we do, it is always because of God's grace. Yeah. Yeah. I am 
I, I think that's why I stumbled into the Presbyterian uh, sector of theology as well. You know, I was, I was reading Exodus this morning and the Israelites are in the desert and they're grumbling and complaining to God about being out in the desert, that there's not enough to eat. Um, and I was just so struck that literally the Lord says, you know, to Moses, he's like, the people are grumbling that they don't have enough to eat. They're complaining. And here's manna. You know, that even, even in their like, it's like, this is frustrating. The people are just complaining yeah. and moaning and and it's it's all you know just like this self-centeredness and then god gives them sustenance to get through the day um that even that. even even in you know i come to god and i'm laying out all my you know frustrations for the day and uh frustrations with you know a job or relationships uh and it's just complaining. And then still at the end of the day, God gives sustenance. It's not what the people probably wanted, but it's enough to sustain them. Yeah. So um, before I became a Christian, I heard this prayer and it was literally the first prayer I ever heard that I thought, oh my gosh. And the prayer is, Lord, I offer myself to you today to do with me as you will, um, to build with me. And then it says, relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better serve you. And I knew what that meant. I knew what it meant to think about myself so much that I was bound up. And the idea that God might work through me and relieve me of that a little bit seemed like the greatest thing I'd ever heard of. It's, you know, and this isn't like, this isn't a new concept or really even one that's specific to Christianity and you know Buddhism it's it's about sure. getting outside of the self and the ego to uh to reach a new point of enlightenment or compassion uh and so I think that's God's revelation in the world that you know we do have to get outside of ourselves to hear uh about the the cry of the world or the or the call of God you know, when I hear about other world religions that have the same tenets, it in no way threatens me. It just reminds me of God's incredible revelation to all people. Um, it actually reinforces for me the truth of what we believe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to take us out, here's a quote from G.K. Chesterton. He says, there's a lot of difference between listening and hearing. And one day we will learn them. <laughs> Not Friends, today. thanks. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. May each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.